Back on a new breed of golf, Michael Breed, Greg Ducharm. Our email address is a new breed of golf at michaelbreed.com. Make sure that when you send those email questions to us, and we're talking about whatever you want to talk about, any little add-ons you've got, we want to hear from you, but include a number, because Greg and I are reaching out. We're making phone calls to one lucky listener every single day, and we are having a ball with that, so make sure you include that number. Now, as we go to our phone lines, we welcome LPGA Tour winner and number 19 in the Rolex rankings, Lizette Salas. Lizette, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michael. I'm great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's so good to talk with you. So let's just kind of catch us up a little bit. Where are you in the world? What kinds of things are going on? How are you dealing with the the coronavirus? Well, um, we're still pretty much locked down here in L.A. County, uh, here in California. Um, We're slowly getting back into a solid routine. I just worked out with my trainer just before I got on with you and I'm pretty much homeschooling my nephew because my brother and sister-in-law are still working. So I'm getting a glimpse of what motherhood could be like in the future, <laughs> but it's um, courses are slowly um, opening and I just moved into a new house, like three minutes from a golf course and it's complete torture to not have it open. So oh. um, been, hitting, been hitting into a net that my dad built for me um, himself. Um, so I'm still getting some reps in, but it's, it's been pretty tough, but we're hanging in there. It's a quick 2020 for you. You've only had the chance to play in one event so far, right? The Australian open, which went pretty well and you've got to feel like, Oh man, I just want to get out there and play, but uh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we have some, we had big goals, uh, for 2020 and we started out really strong and, you know, it's it's something that we can't control, and obviously this changes, you know, things into perspective and having our health being number one priority. So I hope everyone's staying safe, and, you know, eventually we'll get back out there, and hopefully I could get back on the start that, that we had earlier this year. So I'm pretty excited, though, for this July start. And really – and really continuing off the last couple of years, you've been a, a extremely consistent player for Solheim Cup teams that you have been on. A pick up the win at Kingsmill back in 2014. And I would think that would be something that if you're a goal sheet type person with the near misses that you had last year, making over a million dollars and finishing third on the on the tour, only three cuts that you missed. That was a phenomenal year in 2019 and something that obviously has to send you to that, to that moment of I'm, I can, I can win again. I need to win again. And that's gotta be something that's in the front of your mind. Oh, for sure. Last year is last year was so memorable on so many levels. And uh, I've been playing some incredible golf and just my confidence level has been so high and, and to kind of hit, hit the brakes for for a few months is really frustrating but you know I have a great team behind me I have some great sponsors that just believe in my goals and you know our our new goal is 2021 for for the Olympics Solheim and UL crown so next year will be a huge year for us and um you know but it's again one step at a time one shot at a time and and just enjoying my time being on tour next year will be my 10th year on tour so We'll, uh, we'll hope for a lot of, a lot of great things. Um, but yeah, this is pretty exciting. LPGA Tour winner Lizette Salas, my guest this morning. Let's talk about last year and specifically the AIG Women's British Open. You finished second in that and played some great golf, particularly on Sunday, 65. What did you learn about yourself during that 
week and specifically on that Sunday that would lead you to believe that not only are you um, ha- or do you have the ability to win a major championship, but quite frankly, should have won that, could have won that very easily? Um, you know, I take a lot of positives from that week. Just my my work ethic coming into that week, Patrick, and my, my caddy and I had a great game plan. We had a great test the week before in Evian. Um, I had been playing solid the, pretty much the whole year. And to see footage of myself with that look in my eye, that, a look that I have not seen in a very long time, to know that it's still in me after eight, eight years being on tour, um, my drive has, con- has, can- has come back. You know, I had turned 30 a few uh, the month before and, you know, kind of, kind of questioning how much time do I have left? You know, I, am I past my prime? But, you know, being so close and um, finishing second, I just know I have so much more left in me that these next couple of years are going to be really exciting. And, you know, I, I was really proud of myself. And, yeah, it, it stung quite a bit. But as soon as I got home from that 10-hour plane ride, I was over it. And I was ready to, to get back to work. And I think I finished third the week after in, in Canada. So yep. um, I, I'm, I definitely learned a lot about myself. And, and my team has just been so supportive of my family as well. So. And when you look at when you look at your and I don't know if you're a statistics uh, type individual, but when you look at your game, it, it's uh-huh. really hard to find a hole in your game, an area that you go, you know what, that is a glaring weakness. Maybe the bunker play is something that that uh, you could improve upon, but really, I mean, oh, yeah. you drive it well, and you in your your iron play, your approach greens, very very good. As you look at yourself from outside, what do you and your team kind of go? Okay, this is what I need to do in order for me to become the player that I expect to become. Um, what are the what are the, the the nuances of the game that you have to find in order for you to not just win but win multiple times on the LPGA tour? Yeah, um, I'm not really. I haven't been a stats person, but last year we kind of really took took that um, different approach, looking into the numbers, and you know we could get a lot better out of the bunker. Um, but my coach. We, I just say, well, I'm not in any bunkers, so why would I need to practice them? <laughs> but I do, I do need to, and you know, to increase my up and down percentages, and you know, kind of fine tuning little details. I think everything that I need to work on goes into the mental aspect of it. You know, my confidence level, being a little more um, organized in how I prepare. Um, communicating with my team a little bit more. Um, it's just, you know, the fine, fine details that really make a difference. And I finally have established a great circle around me that I'm just able to go out there and enjoy myself. And I, I know now I know going into a tournament, like I'm planning to win. I'm not just trying to wing it and hope that everything turns out well. I'm going in with a clear image of, what I want to finish at the end of the week and I'm just out there grinding. So I, I'm, you know, I'm so close that uh, I'm just dreading getting on the golf course, but you know, it, it, we're taking it day by day right now. It's so interesting because you talk about uh, how close you are to winning and winning can literally be a, a, a razor thin. It, you, 
Yeah. One of the things that 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 I see when I look at 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 your and they're really not statistics. It's more of a performance thing where you've had you've had a number of tournaments where you've been very close to winning. But what what really has kind of separated is, is and I and I look at the at, at the Evian where you finished thirteenth, but you got off to that poor start, seventy four in the in the very first <laughs> round. Um, a, another one that the CP Women's Open seventy three in the yes. first round. Are you are you a slow starter, or is it something that you go? Hey, you know what? I'm just kind of out there. I mean, what what? Because it is a fine line, and it, it could be yeah. that you just don't you run out of holes, right? Yes. Um, there have been a few times where I said to myself, wow, if we didn't, I shot under par, I probably could have won the tournament, but it's, it's such a fine line because, you know, you're working so hard. Sometimes you're thinking way too much and you're putting too much pressure on yourself on a Thursday. So that's something I definitely need to look into, but I just, I've, I've learned my capacity level in terms of my confidence. Um, I haven't been this confident in since probably junior golf. It, it's it's really been quite amazing how the transition of the years of of just being confident and now I could be that type of aggressive player. And before I used to be very conservative, kind of just you know boring golf here and there. But now I'm trying to step it up a notch and trying to get off to a solid start you know you can't win a tournament on a you can't win a tournament on a Thursday so um but you could definitely put yourself in a solid position and that's kind of been my goal ever since um so it's just putting that mentality into my practice and just kind of my everyday routine um yeah last year was a big big game changer for me yeah it really was we talked with Lizette Salas 2014 uh, winner on the LPGA Tour down in Williamsburg, one of my favorite golf courses uh, on the LPGA Tour. But, I, you know, I, I I went to college not far from there, and we used to play a lot of tournaments there. I love Williamsburg, oh, nice. and Kingsmill is a great spot. Tell me about, about that win back in 2014 <laughs> um, at, at Kingsmill. Let's talk about the win. Yeah. Um, wow. It's almost six years ago, coming up this month. Um, it it was such a relief. Um, I had missed the, the, the cut two weeks prior in Dallas and I had made a driver switch and a putter switch the week before. And I didn't even play a practice round. I just played the pro-am and I just went in with like a clear, clean sheet mindset. And I just, I was in the zone. I had a really great pro-am group and I I mean, it's a mix of great shots, uh, clean, clean mindset, a great caddy, John Colleen, a veteran caddy out there, and yeah. a little bit of luck too. Um, I, I was really bummed that my my parents were there. The one tournament that they didn't go to, I I happened to win. But as soon as I was walking up 18 green, I just looked up and I just thanked the Lord upstairs because it was just such a relief, all the hard work and just kind of going through my journey, walking up 18 of, of how I started in this game and what my parents have gone through, um, what they did in order for me to get to where I am. Uh, I just had like flashbacks in those few steps on that 18th fairway. It's, uh, it's a feeling that I want so bad. But uh, and I know it's going to happen again, 
and Williamsburg would always have a, a dear special place in my heart. But I actually have missed the last four cuts there, which I don't know why. Wow. It's, it's so interesting. And, you know, um, my sponsor, Pure Silk, has taken over the, sponsor, the title sponsor of that event. So I really have great memories, and I want to repeat them. But for some reason, just something has happened there that I, <laughs> I can't figure out the golf course anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Well, but I do want to. I, I do want to. I do want to point out that before you get that win, uh, a couple of months beforehand, yeah. you, you played in the Kia Classic. You finished second in that, and I'm wondering if there was something that 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 near miss at the Kia kind of prepared you for for this Kings Mill victory. Um, as you went into the weekend there, and you shoot 65 on Saturday at Kings Mill, was there yeah. something from? from the Kia classic that kind of, you kind of reflected back to went, Oh yeah, I need to do this. I need to do that. That, that kind of helped you uh, claim that title. Well, I was, you know, playing in the Kia classic is pretty much in my backyard. So I had a lot of friends and family come in to watch and to not be able to get the job done for them. I just had that little chip on my shoulder. Like if I have this opportunity again, I'm not going to let it go. And the years, the, the year before, I was in the playoff with Suzanne at the in Hawaii, and I and I hit in the water. I was in the final group at the A and A, and I shot seventy nine. So I'm like, I have just, I'm done with playing poorly on a Sunday and not, you know, not getting the trophy. So when I had that three shot lead, I told myself, do not let this go, and I made a really clutch putt on the first hole for par, and um, kind of settled the nerves and. Yeah, it's just little moments that I want so bad but don't happen is always in the back of my mind and, and just telling myself that don't do not let this happen again. Don't let this slide because you just never know when, when your next opportunity is gonna is gonna come your way and I finally took advantage of that three shot lead. Let's let's uh, shift gears a little bit to the Solheim Cup. You've been a, a member of, of four Solheim Cup teams and um, mm-hmm. you've 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 won and you've lost. And uh, I, I want to ask you specifically about 2019, what the, what yeah. that loss was like for you all, because that was obviously something. You know, th- this this oh. event is really picking up, and it, it's it's probably one of the <laughs> most exciting events in all of golf, the Solheim Cup. You've had a chance yeah. to be right in the middle of that with Julie Inkster as your as your captain. Um, tell me about what 2019 was like for you. Um, well, for me personally, it, it's probably the best team that I've been able to been a say it's the best team I've been a part of, um, the camaraderie, the, the, the team captains that I've been with for three teams. Now, um, the goal we had going in, going into the week, we knew how tough team Europe was going to be. They're always rock solid. We're not the favorites. Um, whether, is probably the worst conditions I've ever played in. Um, that's why I wore the earmuffs and the big parka. I was ready for that. But <laughs> to to be a part of something that's so much bigger than yourself, I think is incredibly um, special. To go into Sunday with, uh, it was tied 8-8, and to play with someone that's on the other side of the driving spectrum. I played with Ann Van Dam. I was so pumped for that, and I, I didn't really play as good a golf as I wanted to, but I knew coming into Sunday how much 
my point will will mean to this team and I just put every my heart soul energy into that um that match that week and you know at the end of the day we didn't win but it was such a great week for women's golf and for Suzanne to go out with a bang like that I mean I'm so incredibly happy for her um I mean, I'm tied, like, two losses, two wins. My record's pretty good with, with Solheim Cup victories. But, yes, it um, is. It's, uh, Solheim is so dear, and it's such an addicting feeling that as soon as the, the new year comes, that's my goal, is to wear the red, white, and blue and to share it with my family, my team. No one really understands how much you go through in those two years to make a team with, you know, rookies coming in, with, with veterans continuing to play great, um, it's it's been in, uh, such an, an such an special event that it's just getting bigger as the years go on. Lizette Salas, my guest this morning, 2014 win, winner on the LPGA Tour and uh, four-time member on the Solheim Cup. All right, Lizette, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to have a little fun here. We're going to do these getting to know you questions, which I I really oh enjoy. Yeah, put some smile on some people's faces here, okay? All right, so okay. this is our first one. What is your okay. favorite family tradition? We all have family traditions, whether it's, you know, something during the, the holiday time or I know in my house we had some family traditions around there. Give me, give me your favorite family tradition. Oh, man. And you can, by the way, here's the other thing. If you need to call a timeout, really? we could do like, you know, a little family <laughs> feud. You can pass and we can go ahead to okay, another okay. question. You can come back to that. Okay. Okay. Fa- favorite family tradition. Um, Christmas morning at my house with everyone wearing matching pajamas. <laughs> my, my siblings hate it, but I make everyone do it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Who buys the pajamas? Are you the one that buys the pajamas? I do. Yeah, good yes. for you. <laughs> That's There's fantastic. thirteen of us, so it's so hard to find them. But I end up doing, making the making it work. Okay, all right. Next one. You know, we all have nicknames. We have nicknames that we get oh, that shoot. we're not, we don't really like, and we get nicknames that we get that we love. Is there a nickname uh-huh. that you have that's your favorite nickname? Oh, no. Um, it's okay. It's it's a nickname that I had in high school. They used to call me golf team in high school because I played on the boys team and I like was the best player. And so they just called me golf team and people from high school still call me that. They're like, well, you're pretty much the entire golf team. So that's what we're going to call you. I love it. I love it. That's a great one. All right. Next one. You got to travel in time. I'm reading uh-huh. these books, by the way, to my kids, and this guy can time uh-huh. travel. So he goes back and he meets Jackie Robinson. He he never goes forward, though. You can travel forward or you can travel backwards. If you're going to travel in time, which way uh-huh. which way are you going to go, forward or backward? And if you go backward, where are you going to, and why are you going there? Okay, um, I would go backwards. I would go into the '80s. And I would go to, oh, my God, what is that? I, I'm going to shoot in a blank. But it's that famous Queen um, concert in London that it was based in the movie. I would probably go back to that concert and watch Queen perform. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember I that could, one, but I know exactly um, what you're talking about. I would go to that concert in, in the 80s. 
Very interesting. Okay, so then that leads yeah. me to my last one, which is what is your favorite movie? You're, you're, you uh-huh. know, we all have movies that we go through and, and <laughs> like you're clicking around and you go through and, you, oh, you know, I've seen that movie. They're stepbrothers. Okay, I'm going to watch that even though i got to watch the commercial. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Dirty Dancing. Dirty dancing. <laughs> I took ballroom in college. My my professor in college was actually in the movie. And before this whole quarantine happened, I was taking ballroom dance classes. So I'm like, that is that's my awesome. Movie. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. You've now given me another question. Next time I do this with somebody, I'm going to ask them, what's their little secret? Because the ballroom dancing thing is I love that. Brilliant. So is that going to be something you're going to yeah. get back to? You're going to do a little ballroom dancing when we get out of this quarantine situation? Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, that my is dance instructor was thinking that I should do some amateur stuff. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I don't want to break an ankle and then ruin my career. I don't know yet. Maybe. Maybe I, when I retire. I, I got to ask you a question. Have you ever, are you a Dancing sure. with the Stars fan? Do you like, um, did you ever watch Dancing the with the Stars? I have, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know a guy named Tony Dovolani? Do you know that name? Tony Tony starred on Dancing with the Stars for. You probably uh-huh. know his face. You'll Google his face. Tony's a good friend of mine, okay. and I would be uh-huh. happy to have Tony give you a call and talk a little of, of about uh, ballroom <laughs> dancing. By the way, he loves golf, and he's and he's out all the time to L.A. So. If you want to have a great day, play a little golf, learn how to ballroom dance. This guy is one of the best. He's a two-time yes. U.S. Open champion. Okay? So oh, wow. I can make that happen for you. Okay? Tony oh, Dovolani. Yes. Let's set that up. I'm That's on so it. so cool. I'm on oh, it. Lizette Salas, <laughs> you are the best. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Well done. Thank you. Everyone stay safe. You, Thanks, Michael. Yes. You as well. You've made a lot of friends on the show today and a lot of fans, too, as well. I can't wait to see how Lizette performs out on the LPGA Tour. We've got to take a break here on Newberry to Golf. More when we return.